Let's take a look together at Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The opening psalm of the Bible begins this way in Hebrew. Ashrei ha'ishashel. As one of my Hebrew professors noted, the repetition of airy, breathy sounds brings to mind the ruffling of the pages of a book or the unfurling of a scroll. While the ordering of the Psalms does not appear to have a precise order from beginning to end, this one seems deliberately crafted for the start of the Bible's longest book. Blessed is the man who. What does it mean to be blessed? Well, as a pastor once said in my youth, it means generally happy. So the Christian Standard Bible begins, how happy is the man? But it certainly means more than this. To be blessed is to stand in the favor of God, knowing the good things he has promised to his own are certainly forthcoming. In fact, the word blessed here is actually blessings and might be better rendered the blessings of the man. Do you want to get in on the rich multitude of blessings of God? Would you like to be full of joy in God? I do, and I would. What kind of person is so blessed? Well, the writer of this psalm, we call him the psalmist since it is anonymous, gives us three negative characteristics of this joyful person and one positive characteristic. Negatively, this person walks not in the counsel of the wicked. The poem describes the course of one's life, like we often do, as a winding path that might diverge any number of points along the way. How do we make our way through this world? How do we get to where we ought to be going in this life? Certainly we need some directions. The blessed man is characterized by not following the directions, the advice or counsel of the wicked. That is, of course, easier said than done. Often, the wicked's advice is tempting, especially in times of great stress and anxiety and hardship, times maybe like now. We might find ourselves on a path in the forest that due to rain has gotten muddy and hard to traverse. Our boots sink into the mud and threaten to not come out. The path diverges and one direction continues to look muddy and in the distance climbs a steep hill. The other seems much drier and you're told heads down toward a valley. The wicked man who is with you says, look, this path is dry and goes downhill. You should take this path to get to your destination. You're tired from traversing the mud, and this will lighten your load. But you also have a wise, experienced guide with you. She tells you, now look, that path will be better right now. But as you get into the valley, all the rain has gone down there. It will be even muddier than you can imagine. And if it rains again while you're out, you'll be swept away in a flash flood. No, the path ahead looks harder. And at the first it might be, but it will quickly give you firm footing. And what's more, it will preserve your life. When we are tired and beat down and frustrated and weak, we tend to listen to the wicked man. But life is in the offering of the wise guide. 
The blessed man, the blessed person, listens to the wise, righteous counsel. The blessed person also does not stand in the way of sinners. The way or path is one's manner of life. How do these sinners conduct their lives? The blessed man does not conduct his life in this way. Nor does the blessed man sit in the seat of scoffers. The scoffer is the one who makes a mockery of the wise and of the righteous. To the scoffer, the path of wisdom is foolishness, and the path of righteousness is a joke. What does it mean to sit in the scoffer's seat? The words here could also be translated to say he does not dwell in the dwelling of the scoffer. The idea is one of association. The blessed person does not hate the scoffer, but he also doesn't so closely associate with those who think righteousness is silly because you will inevitably be pulled into their scoffing. Perhaps an echo of this is in 2 Corinthians 6.14 when Paul writes, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? So this is what the happy, joyous, blessed man does not do. But, the psalmist says, and it's a fairly emphatic but, his delight is in the law of the Lord. The law of the Lord could refer to the Ten Commandments, or it could refer to all the commands in God's law, or it could refer to the first five books of the Old Testament, but this is poetry, and it's likely we should take this reference to the law as a reference broadly to God's word. The happy man delights in God's word. In fact, he meditates on it day and night. Did you know that the Bible encourages meditation? But Bible meditation is different than the meditations of yoga or other Eastern traditions. Those meditations are often focused on emptying oneself. Think of the om, an empty, hollow droning of nothingness. But God never desires his image bearers to be empty. Rather, they are to be filled, filled with him and his word. God's blessings are on the one who loves his words and meditates on them, fills his mind with them, fills her heart with them. And not just once in a while, but regularly, day and night. How can you do this? Well, one way you can start to do this is by simply memorizing this psalm. It's an easy one. And it's often been a source of comfort for me when I've let myself forget the path of the blessed man. When I'm not sure where to read or what to read or what to pray, I've often fallen back on the simple meditative words of Psalm 1. In this crazy season, I'd encourage you, now more than ever, be a person who delights in God's word. Meditate on it day and night. Saturate your life with God's word in this season because it is truly a path to joy. The second part of this psalm describes not the habits, but the realities of these two divergent paths. And we'll talk about that more next time.